Welcome to Audacity Works, a podcast inspired by and dedicated to the working artist, the creative entrepreneur, and generally doing the damn thing. This exists on the premise that the world belongs to those who have the audacity to believe that their lives have value. This is for you. Welcome to Audacity Works. I'm your host, Rachel Strickland, and this is episode number 34, in which I want to talk about a couple of things. Okay, so first, uh, IADF, the Irish Aerial Dance Festival, is in July. Uh, I think it begins July 17th, and it is two weeks of uh, awesome learning. Oh my God. And uh, pretty much the best community that you could ask for. So if you are an aerialist, like this is for you. I am putting this in the podcast because the IDF this year sold out in record time. However, since the Irish Aerial Dance Festival is geared towards artists, it does not take payment up front. So uh, this allows a lot of artists the time to both hold their classes that they want to take, as well as make arrangements financially to provide for the festival. Now, also what that means is that when the time comes to make a payment, a lot of times plans have changed or uh, circumstances did not add up and therefore people cancel. Well, guess what? It sold out in record time. Also, a lot of people uh, are canceling and unable to come. So there is still lots of room at the Irish Aerial Dance Festival. So if you were hoping to get in and you were hoping uh, for this particular class and this particular coach and the coaches come from all over the world and they're amazing, um, get thee to the website and it's not too late. I repeat, it is not too late to participate in the Irish Aerial Dance Festival. Make sure your passport is up to date if you're coming from another country and, uh, you know, get get thee booked. I'm going to put a link in the show notes and don't wait on it. Like if you want to come, don't wait. Uh, you know, I don't think that a lot of people know that the sold out is no longer sold out. So um, now the news is spreading. So do it. And I will see you there. Order of business number two. So this episode is coming out on June 21st. And that is summer solstice. And I have been doing a series of uh, going through the wheel of the year, uh, which is um, a modern calendar based on ancient festivals. And they're all kind of glommed together into this wonderful thing called, you know, basically being a, a heathen. So today I was going to talk about uh, the summer solstice and the history of it. And do you know what? It's just it's too hard because I started looking into uh, the history of the summer solstice and um a lot of the history that I found for other holidays has been based in uh, one particular region or one particular country, you know, usually Ireland, because, you know, come on. However, you may have noticed that all humans tend to notice when it's summer and that all humans will notice, gee, today is really long or gee, the night is awfully long this time of year. Uh, and as a result of that, there are summer solstice celebrations all over 
the world and it's too overwhelming and I want to give like uh, like a good well-researched information here and I'm not going to be able to do that in a 20-minute episode nor do I have um, the inclination to become an expert in solstice celebrations from around the globe because you know I got other things on my mind and other things that I'm going to do so I'll just give you a couple of like juicy little tidbits here okay so if you are listening because you want to celebrate uh, the solstice, then listen up. So in the wheel of the year, the summer solstice is also called um, Letha, Litha. I don't know how to say it. I could find pretty much no etymology for why that word is used other than um, its basis is in Latin, but I couldn't find a direct translation. Um, so you can paint with a really broad brush and say it means summer months, like June, July. And that word, um, Litha, Litha, see, obviously that word doesn't mean that much to me personally because I've never even heard it used uh, out loud by other people because summer solstice is a great, (laughs) it's a great descriptor. Let's just do that, shall we? And then I don't know how to say the word. But yeah, since it's the solstice, it is the longest day of the year and humans from time immemorial, have always noticed, like, it's nice and hot outside, the days are long, the fields are green, um, the corn is growing, woohoo, let's celebrate. And that's pretty much the point of most of the celebrations that I could find um, around the world was uh, fertility, abundance, and gratitude, because summer is fucking awesome. I did find uh, one cool little story from Spain that uh, on some beaches it was traditional for women who wanted to be fertile to bathe in the sea until they were washed by nine waves and you can see why that appeals to me just like by the power of three times three walk into the sea (laughs) anyway uh, in Seattle also in in the Fremont neighborhood there's a big naked bike race um I never saw it the whole time I lived there. I never saw the naked bike race, but I know a lot of my friends participated in it. So if you're in Seattle, um, is that still happening around the summer solstice? I don't know, but enjoy yourselves. So since this is such a widely observed uh, day in so many different cultures, um, my thinking on it is that we get to choose how and if we even want to observe this day, um, because a holiday does not need to be based in an archaic fact to be valid. And if you're into ritual, a ritual that you're doing for the very first time that you just made up, why is that not just as valid as a ritual that has been done over and over and over again? It is. It is just as valid. And ritual and observation are just ways that human beings use to to acknowledge significance in their lives. And also as a matter of, of making an ask, like a prayer. And in most uh, like pagan literature, there are lots of lists of correspondences. And you can observe these correspondences or not. But you get to actually choose your own correspondence. Like, that's what correspondence is. Some things that I read over and over about the summer solstice were the colors of red, orange, gold, you know, sun, warmth, uh, and uh, 
sunflowers and roses and lots of other flowers and also trees. I would have had sunflowers, but the deer ate them. Bastards. So back to correspondences. Like, I could read you a list from the internet of correspondences from the summer solstice, but I'm not going to because I think that it is much more powerful and relevant for you to choose your own correspondence. So if it is summer where you are in the world uh, and you want to acknowledge the summer solstice, how about doing that by thinking of the things that delight you in this season and making sure that you do those things. Because the best way to thank a tree is to eat its fruit. So the best way to give thanks for summer is by having summer. Like, what do you want to do with your summer? I want to go to the beach. And of course, it's raining a lot. Um, This is a very, very wet summer so far. I've only got to go to the beach like two times. Uh, But that's okay. I don't mind a rainy beach. That's cool. I think I'll also go float in the creek and sit in the hammock. I love the hammock and read my book, one of many that is on my Kindle because it's a giant enabler. And I don't mean this in the like, oh yeah, that'll totally happen. We'll just, we'll do summary things. No, you won't. You won't do summary things. You won't do summary things until you put it on the calendar and you're like, this is a day to do nothing else but summary things and make sure you list those out. If it sounds like I'm talking to myself, I definitely am because I have uh, I have had to acknowledge that in myself. And I'm like, oh yes, I'm going to do this and I'll have big plans and deep wishes. And if I don't put them on the calendar, they do not exist. It's not like there's just going to be eight hours at the end of a day for me to go wander on the beach and read some poems and eat a watermelon and read for four hours because all that stuff, you know, it gets taken up by life. The time gets taken up by life uh, and life has to happen intentionally or it's just going to happen while you're doing other things. So yeah, I'm totally talking to myself. Could be a good day to do some divination if you if you do a little reading, a little scrying, uh, not sure, what, like whatever, pick your poison, what whatever it is. Uh, Today might be a good day to do it just because there's so much strong joy energy at the, in the height of the heat of summer. And if you don't do any divination and you're curious about it, you can book someone to read for you or ask a friend to read for you. Hell, I could read for you. I can, yeah, I can do that. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes in case you ever want to book a tarot reading and you're like, this seems like fun. Also, I'm scared perfect combination. Um, That is, I don't advertise it. I do it by request only, but what the hell? We're talking about the summer solstice and divination. So yeah, I will put the link to book that in the show notes in case you're interested. They usually take about 30 minutes and come with a recording. Uh, So setting intentions is, I mean, when is a bad time to do that? There is no bad time to do that. But again, the heat, the height of the heat of summer uh, that's it's a lot of energy. It's a lot of joy, energy, and warmth. So what a good time to do so. And that brings me to another thing that I've been thinking about lately when setting intentions. And that is the difference between desire and purpose. I love desire as a, a construct, as an experience. 
And I've talked about this before. I mean, I don't necessarily feel that we author our desires. I feel like those are gifted to us. Like, where do they come from? Why do you, why do you want that? How far back can you follow that rabbit hole until we realize that, I don't know, who put that there? That's just what I want. And I think that true desire is uh, a really lovely sensation and can be a wonderful compass. It's also a little bit flimsy at times. Like it, it can charge forth with the fire of a thousand suns. And then sometimes it's not there. Sometimes desire is not there when you really, really wish that it was. It's really similar to inspiration. Like inspiration is wonderful. It comes from uh, the Latin for, I think it's inspiro. I usually look these up before I'm saying them, but I'm not going to stop and look it up right now. But it means to breathe life into. And that's what it feels like to be inspired. Like something has breathed life into you. And it's a wonderful, beautiful thing. And it should not be underestimated. However, it too is a bit flimsy. It is not something that's a reliable fuel. Desire and inspiration are not reliable fuels. When they're there, awesome. Use them. That's, they're very combustible fuels, but they're not reliable because you can't always count on wanting to do a thing. You can't count on wanting, uh, on wanting and you can't count on being inspired. And if you're waiting to be inspired before you make a thing, baby, you're not going to make a thing. Or you might start a thing, but you're not going to finish a thing. Because inspiration and desire are not enough. They're not robust enough to see you through. There's this really wonderful friend and student of mine, and uh, she's been really developing as an artist in the past two years. And she had sent me this message um, about uh, she needed to perform for this event. She'd agreed to do it. She was booked. And like the music that she was required to perform for because she wasn't able to choose her own music for this particular presentation. Uh, she just did not like it. And this woman is uh, a very accomplished musician. So it was really hard for her to try to choreograph work to a piece of music that she thought was a bit shit. And she's like, Rachel, I just, I do not feel inspired. I go into the studio and I put on the music and I'm like, ugh, not inspired, not wanting to do this. And I was like, congratulations, you are a professional. <laughs> and that was a really lovely conversation because the, the purpose, her purpose was still being achieved. The purpose was, uh, I'm a working artist. I'm a working aerial artist. That was the purpose and that was being achieved. And that happens frequently, uh, <laughs> in ways that we don't love because you're not going to love every gig and you're not going to love everything that's required of you to be the thing that you are. But if your sense of purpose is clear, that is robust. And that's where discipline comes from. Uh, because there's just, there's so much that goes into um, a great and shiny purpose that sucks. That fucking sucks. In 2007, in, in the Circus Center in San Francisco, and I'm just like trying to get to the top of a fabric, and my heart is hammering, and I'm out of breath, and my muscles are shaking. I'm like, this 
fucking sucks. And um, later, when I lived in Seattle and I'm schlepping a 12-pound hoop in the snow, literally, with a suitcase full of high heels and costuming behind me, and it's freezing outside, and I'm waiting for a bus, and the bus doesn't come, and the bus doesn't come, and I'm like, this fucking sucks. Yeah, a lot of it sucks. I didn't want to schlep a a hoop through the snow. I didn't want to feel the agony of remaking my body um, at that time at the age of 25. But I did have a sense of purpose. And that sense of purpose was enough to carry me through the many, many crap moments where I didn't want to do the thing. And I didn't feel inspired to do the thing. But that's what happens. Like We decide or realize that we are already an artist or a creator and like, I'm going to do this thing. I'm inspired to do this thing. I want to do this thing. And we make a choice. Then we decide. And it can be kind of a rude awakening uh, to realize that it's not always going to feel very good to do that. And that there's lots of things along the way that you don't want to do. So that's my message to you on this fine solstice day. If you decide to set some intentions and uh, you want to celebrate today in that way, then think about purpose. What is your purpose? Oh, also, fun fact, uh, I found that there was there was a lot of descriptions of cultures celebrating the solstice by lighting giant wheels on fire and rolling them downhill into a body of water. And there was some speculation on if it meant that because the sun is at its most powerful and then it's going to be, you know, uh, defeated by the winter again and the cycle continues. But honestly, it just sounds like a really good time. And I think that it was probably fun because it's fun to light things on fire and roll them down a hill into a body of water. Like that sounds like a good time to me. So light yourself a fire. Uh, write yourself an intention, think about purpose, or don't do any of those things and go sit in the hammock and read a book or whatever other activity brings you joy and delight because tis the season. So to quote the Romans, enjoy the hour because it's later than you think. I'm not trying to bum you out. It's just that's pretty much always true. And, uh, I don't think it hurts to be reminded of it. I've been reminded of it a lot. There's been, uh, there's been a lot of death happening around me lately and I'm okay. It's just, it, it reminds me of these things. Enjoy the hour. It's later than you think. So may you get the juice of summer all over your face. And also thank you so much to my patrons for making this possible. Thank you to my new patrons. I really appreciate you. And thank you all for sitting with me for these 20 minutes, nearly, and letting me talk in your ear. Because without you, I'm just a woman sitting in an office talking to myself. So I really, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. If you have requests for future podcast episodes, you can reach me on Instagram at Rachel Strickland Creative or on Patreon at Rachel Strickland Creative. I really appreciate hearing from you guys. Like I got this amazing message um, this morning that someone found the podcast and um, and just like took the time to write me this lovely message. I 
I just, I appreciate it. Thank you. I know it's easy to assume that I get a lot of messages. I kind of don't. I kind of don't. So truly, if you have a request, I am all ears. And until next time, happy solstice. Don't go back to sleep.